0: BLOB TALK RADIO I broke boots up, slam. I like, bam, tough on stage. I've a dead Everybody kissed because you can't bust this. You got a bad name like Dick but Kiss. Welcome to the next level of rhyme flowing, scratchin',
1: hooking up, beats and whole catching. Every time I come home, I got 50 messages. I only call back the girls with big, big breasts.
0: I got biddies in all the major cities. The safest way to have sex is right between us. A... Excuse me as I kiss the sky. Bring the
2: the sky
1: I want to thank our our, uh, mutual friend
2: and producer Rob, and I want to welcome everybody into this December 19th special holiday episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. Live from the can, Papa John Studios. They can
3: hear your silky
2: that is, Sexy voice. That is excellent, and that voice that you're hearing is the dulcet tones, of course, of the dizzle. Dave Gerzak, I am Eric Balkman. I am a slightly above-average host and a well-below-average audio engineer. Thank goodness and we have Bryce. player. And fantasy player. Thank God we have Bryce working on that tonight. He is, of course, our audio engineer. Ladies and gentlemen, our podcast tonight is brought to you by MyFFPC.com as well as the Infiniti Q80 Inspiration, designed to shake the status quo in the large four-door club. The Q80 Inspiration is a no-compromise ambassador of driver-centric technologies and passenger comfort. Feast the senses with the Infiniti Q80 Inspiration at www.infinity.com. Coming up on tonight's show, we're going to talk to, you about, talk to you about whether you should be benching T.Y. Hilton this week, as well as how the Bears' offensive output changes with Jimmy football at quarterback. Plus, we'll be joined by Tony Triber and James Yockey, who are leading the FFPC main event with just championship week to go. They'll discuss how they are handling the DeMarco Murray situation this week, as well as the importance of drafting proven veterans on a squad that is trying to win $300,000. Dave, of course, a very happy Kwanzaa to you.
3: Yeah, dude, that car is sick. <laughs> yeah, you're Q80? looking up the Q80? Well, how do you open the back doors?
2: Oh, I think you just jump in through the sunroof.
3: I don't know if there is one. That's a really stressed-out car.
2: For the uh, listeners right now, on www.infinity.com, checking out the Q80. You
3: People know.
2: For everybody uh, listening, we're at infinity.com, checking out the Q80 inspiration. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Dave, uh, it's a pretty exciting time tonight. We have, of course, uh, Wisconsin Whitewater and Mount Union in the D3 42nd Annual Amos Alonzo Stag Bowl here in the uh, Papa John Studios. And then on the other TV, we have Django Unchained. I don't know where to look. We have a lot of fantasy to talk about tonight. It's week 16. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Championship week. Very exciting. Uh, we have
3: uh, the FFPC main event leaders coming on in about 10 minutes. I'm excited about that because, I mean, the fact that they had the guts to come on heading into this weekend, yeah. maybe, maybe we can play a little psychology. You know, we're our, we can listen to their anxieties, try and coach them a little bit.
2: In my experience and in your experience on this show, I don't think too many people have come on the show too anxious. Uh, about what's going to happen in fantasy
3: well, that's, that's a problem because they should be
2: well maybe they should be maybe they will be after they talk to us tonight first thing i want to talk about tonight the world famous ffpc playoff challenge is open right now you can register your team at myffpc.com. i'm going to let you vamp a little bit about it and tell the listeners a little bit about what the contest is all about in 2014
3: uh, let's see. We have a six hundred thousand dollars prize pool. Two hundred thousand dollars for first. That's the best ever. Three thousand seven hundred and fifty total entries accepted.
2: How many places does it pay down to?
3: Five hundred places.
2: And it's capped at three thousand seven hundred
3: and fifty. Yeah, three thousand seven hundred fifty. There's like three hundred and some people that have en- or teams that have been entered so far. And, Before uh, week sixteen, we are, there's yeah, already three hundred yeah. entries. This is the earliest we've ever uh, we've ever drawn it up. You know, we we partnered with FootballGuys.com, and not to get into too much of an advertising thing, but um, they're great to work with. Um, last year, we grew from like. I think 1,900 teams to 3,100. And this year we wanted you know, 20% growth off of that 80% growth. We really just wanted to make sure um, that we had a really good solid contest, not trying to overreach really. And, right. Uh, I don't know. We think it's going to sell out. There's a chance it sells out early. So um, I'm not to you know, whatever, get in now, blah, blah, blah. Get your team. There you go. Get your guys right now. Get your guys.
2: You remember? It's actually, a,
3: you don't know who your guys are.
2: You don't know who they are yet. You, you know who some of them are but not all of
3: them. That's true.
2: Uh, once again, the rules, submit an entire FFPC lineup. You can only use one player per playoff team. And um, the defense
3: counts as a player, so you can't use Brady and the defense.
2: Right. Um, and uh, double points in the Super Bowl week. So, yeah. Very exciting stuff.
3: Probably fun, man. It's great. Sign
2: up at myffpc.com. I want to thank uh, football guys and Roto World for tonight's rundown. Let's talk a little bit, br- very briefly. What a
3: game last night. Buddy. Yeah, the, the, the game so last exciting. night.
2: Jaguars uh, 21, Titans 13. I did not watch any of this game. I, I watched all of it. I went to bed early. I was not dealing. I just the thing is, I so knew if I just, saw an app, I knew I'd end up watching the whole thing. Is so it
3: sadism or masochism when you enjoy punishment. Masochism. Yeah, some are masochists. Actually, it's it. sadism, isn't it?
2: I, I think it's it is S and M.
3: My, my wife and I were friendly. We're not that. You know, we don't get into the beating each other up.
2: You don't have a safe word. Touchdown, Mount Union. <laughs> Look at this. This is shaping up to be a great
3: game. This is.
2: Um and i for it. Talk about the Jaguars Titans game last night. And honestly, the only nuggets that of course our producer mutual friend Rob could glean is stuff for twenty fifteen.
3: Yeah, Marquis Lee looked pretty good. He actually let's he got some potential.
2: Okay, let's talk about the Jaguars receivers. How are they shaping out next year? If if the Dizzle was to rank the Jaguars receivers for twenty fifteen how would you rank them right I, now?
3: I would still say Allen Robinson is the one. Um, he really looks great, and he got injured. Right. I think he. I think he really, even though he got drafted later than Marquise Lee, he's more of a true number one type. Not of that much later. Yeah, just a bit later. Right. And I think they had him right next to each other on their draft boards, which is why they felt compelled to draft him. And Marquise Lee, I think he looks pretty good. I mean, he's he looks a little bit more like the junior player at USC than the senior player when he was injured. So um, he's your number two. He's the number two there. Blackman's a wild card, um, truly. And I I think that even if he comes back, he may either get released or, you know, I I don't feel like he's going to have any impact.
2: Who's your number three?
3: First of all, um, number three on that team. Unless
2: you're saying Blackman's your three. I would
3: say Hearns is the three. I I would agree. And you're saying Shorts is four? I think Shorts moves on. Speaking of Shorts, a former Mount Union guy. Yeah, a former Mount Union guy. Um, And I think I I want to apologize. Sankey's looked terrible all year. So let me just get that out there. I mean, we were were hyping up Sankey's measurables. He's really not looked good. He didn't look that great uh, last night. You could make some offensive line excuses, but he really hasn't shown much. He just looks like a pedestrian player.
2: Right. What we've talked about the Jaguars receivers. We know how we're going to rank them. Let's talk about Bishop Sankey. You know, he's kind of all over the board in drafts this year. I think he might be quite a ways pushed down next year. If you were to say right now in an FFPC draft, where would you say that uh, Bishop Sankey would go next year in a main event draft? Well, assuming, assuming you don't draft like
3: a running back. Right, early. yeah. Um, I would say probably like eighth round.
2: Yeah, I was thinking seven. Um, yeah, just so. because there'll be people betting on, oh, you know, it was his rookie year. It I'll give him the benefit always, of the doubt.
3: Yeah. yeah so. I mean, he could pull. I mean, Le'Veon Bell looked better than him as a rookie, but Le'Veon Bell dropped all that weight. I mean, Sankey's though he looks like he's in good shape. Bell looks a little chunky. I don't. I don't really know what. I don't know what. Well, the Bell was. lost all that weight. Yeah, so, Bell lost yeah, a lot of weight, and yeah. he, he's in much better shape. I don't know what Sankey can do, and he can't get in better shape. He was doing backflips before the season. So yeah, I don't really know what the deal is.
2: You know what he needs to do. Break some, tackles. Up? I'll juice up. Yeah, I mean, whatever, man.
3: Use the steroids in the offseason. We don't care. Look, we just we, want the point.
2: We've seen you steroid free, and it doesn't work.
1: Yeah, look at this Adrian level. Peterson.
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> use
2: that as an example. Uh, Dave, ESPN's obviously
3: the, he's natural. Uh, Six foot two thirty. Clearly,
2: 230. no doubt. Right. You have nothing more to say in this game, right?
3: Um. I no, have nothing. I don't have any more jokes All right.
2: about the game. All right, perfect. <laughs> ESPN's Adam Schefter has reported that the Cowboys have left the decision of whether DeMarco Murray is going to play Week 16 against Indianapolis up to DeMarco Murray. Uh, Adam Schefter also saying, in which case he will definitely opt to play. So it sounds like Murray's going to give it a go. He's got a chance at 2,000 yards. Uh, obviously, the Colts' run defense is not very good. What are you – I mean, I, if you own DeMarco Murray, you've got to play him this week, Correct.
3: If he's active? For sure, 100%.
2: There is, so in, there is no way that if DeMarco Murray is active, there is no situation in which you would bench him?
3: Correct. I, I, there's no way I would bench him. Okay,
2: I totally agree with that. Now, if he were to miss, okay, Randall's the guy over Dunbar, correct?
3: Uh, yeah, that's what they're saying.
2: Can you envision, and I always bring this up on the show, can you envision a situation if Murray is active where you would also start Randall? I cannot. Okay, so there you go. If he's active, you're playing Murray. If he's not active, you're playing Randall. If they're, you know, if if you have both of them, you're still playing Murray and you're sitting Randall. Right. And I think we uh, we uh, Chris Holland, he and Alex Blake, fifth place overall in the main event. He's saying have to start Murray if he's I, active. I, I totally agree. So
3: there you go. I, I gotta go back. I gotta so go what back. To in thursday? time to the game to the Thursday game? All right. Did you hear Did you hear about the Derek marks? Yeah. Did you hear about that? Or yeah, I think people I are think making. That's great. I, think
2: that's I don't. I thought
3: it was, it was no, cool. No,
2: frankly, I, I oh, think. Oh, frankly. Here, here's, here's the frankly. thing. Here's the thing. I think that so much is being made about that because the game was so terrible that they had to find some I sort of. I thought that of, was pretty cool. Oh, so Derek Marks, $600,000 on the last play of the game. It's so amazing. which... And then you kind of forget about the three and a half hours of crap you just watched.
3: No, I mean, I'm just saying for him personally, I think it's cool. 600 k on one play. God bless him. That's twice. Was Chris Holland and uh, Alex are going to win here out of fifth place when
2: they win the main event? Oh, they're going to win the main event. <laughs> you're you're putting teacher, I think you're are, putting a listeners. chip on Kimura. Yeah. It's not a bad place to put your chip, I'll tell you that.
3: But I you know, six hundred k one play.
2: T Y Hilton has stated, "I don't know." When he was asked if he will play Sunday against the Cowboys, this according to the Indianapolis yeah. Star. Um, did not practice all week. We think you need to
3: find different options. Yeah, and uh, I was going to ask you. I was going to tee you up for this. In the, in the Blake Harrington League, I'm in the championship game. I was forced to start Marquise Lee last night because I have Ty Hilton and Hopkins. I don't feel like Hilton's going to play at all, and I think Hopkins is probably less than 50-50. So I'm forced to probably throw a lot Isaiah Crowell, and then uh, because I had lost Allen Robinson and Brandon Cooks to injury, right? I'm forced to play Marquise, Marquise Lee. And
2: for every listening, this is a point this is
3: a dynasty league, which is why Dave has so many young receivers that he was counting
2: on. Young and semi-sucky. I do have
3: Blackman, by the way. Nah, there you go. Getting out of the rehab.
2: That's awesome. Um but the other thing too with uh with this uh Hilton uh Hopkins Lee thing, we haven't like I said, we have an email coming up with Hopkins. Uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about a little bit about that. I don't feel good about Hilton at all. And honestly, I no. I know he's questionable. To me, he's like between out and doubtful, because, right? Yeah, now.
3: because they don't have they have no need whatsoever to play him. Um Their division's locked up. It doesn't sound like they're moving up as far as getting a bye, so that's it.
2: You think about the the guys that are playing on Saturday, too. Remember, we have Saturday football this week. What if you're deciding between T.Y. Hilton and Jordan Matthews, or T.Y. Hilton and... um, um, Who are the Eagles playing uh, tomorrow? Help me out with this. You had Philly and... uh, this Washington Washington. so maybe Deshaun Jackson or Pierre Garcon play all those guys over T.Y. Hilton because
3: I don't think Hilton's playing this is what this kind of is what to me makes season-long football compelling versus daily I mean I think it's I just think think it's interesting you have all these decisions always going on where it's like do I start this guy do I do this and some people are like oh that sucks I mean I want to know exactly right it's like you know that the uncertainty of it is what makes it cool you make these decisions and that's what determines whether you do well or you do you know, poorly. You know who's saying those things like, oh, this sucks.
2: I want to know. MIT grads.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, yeah. Oh, my algorithm can't compute yeah, that properly. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, whatever, man.
2: Whereas if you play a season long, you're just like, eh, whatever. This <laughs> is, you know, I got to make a call. You know, I don't have the luxury. And, you're if, you're, and so. if your
3: team sucks, you just work harder that next week at your job and maybe try to make a little more money. I lied. We don't have an email
2: coming up about DeAndre Hopkins. We're going to talk about him right now. Uh, he missed his third straight day of practice uh, today, Dave. He's questionable for he this week.
3: I didn't even know this. I he missed miss.
2: today, yeah. Uh, Bill O'Brien calls him a game-time decision. I'm making this decision right now. <laughs> he's not playing. Yeah. Um, so here's the interesting thing. We do have an email about uh, Case Keenum and Andre Johnson here. How much are you bumping up Andre Johnson now?
3: Yeah, fairly, fairly significantly. I he's, think it's underrated. Yeah, I, Keenum loves Andre. Yeah, he really does. And He's smart enough to – he knows he's not that great Right. See, why not throw to the 6'5, 230 pound guy who's been <laughs> awesome his whole crew, who we actually will go over the middle? Yeah. Uh, totally true. We have. Um, who's, the, who's, the, who's the number two? Like.
2: Posey? Yeah, would be probably DeVere Posey because he's the one who started for Actually, Johnson last he week. He's, terrible. he's not great. We have uh, Tony uh, Triber and, uh, and of course, James Yockey coming up in just a minute here as Mount Union adds a field goal. Every time I look, Mount Union has the football. <laughs> you know what's weird is I went to UW-Oshkosh. you kind in of the, like a
3: Whitewater hater. Well, they're what?
2: in the same conference as Whitewater, and obviously we hate Whitewater, but so they're in the, the same we? conference. So, well, you went to Oshkosh, too. I go, uh, yes, I
3: did go to- so,
2: Whitewater, it's a little bit different because I worked with I the that sports teams yeah, yeah, team there and football team. Yeah.
3: Uh,
2: anyway, I final. That's
3: evidenced by the show. And yeah. I don't ever do that.
2: Right. Uh, Jonathan Stewart's going to start uh, against the Browns this week, according to Coach Ron Rivera. D'Angelo Williams is only going to be using an emergency. Um, I feel like this is exactly. In fact, I'm doubting. Rob, did you actually change the rundown? For this part, because I feel like we read the exact same thing last week. What? D'Angelo going to be using emergency, Jonathan Stewart getting the start.
3: Stewie's all right. He's an all right start. Cam
2: Newton's back this week, but I can't imagine he's going to be taking a whole lot of goal line away from Stewart with the broken back. Um, So I think Stewart gets the goal line. I kind of like him this week. Yeah, I do too. We're going to talk about uh, Cam Newton a little bit uh, later on in the show. Um, And technically, okay, Chris Holland's asking us, did we discuss the Bears?
3: We'll talk We
2: are going to – actually, we have an email for our guests about the Bears tonight with uh, Jimmy Football Jimmy. running things. <laughs> Jimmy Clausen's mom sent us an email? No, I, I named him Jimmy Football. Jimmy Football, I like, so, like that. We're actually going to ask our guests about uh, Jimmy Football coming up. But first, I want to introduce him uh, before we uh, – before we bring them on the air tonight. Uh, they, They only drafted one high stakes fantasy football team this year, Dave, and it was the main event live starburst league at Caesars palace. Now they stubbed their toes on their first round draft pick, Adrian Peterson, while they were eating the starburst that we gave them. Potentially. I don't know if they ate the starburst. They have managed their team all the way to the top with an 11 point plus lead on second place, going into the season's final weekend. Please welcome into the show, ladies and gentlemen, Tony Schreiber and James, guys, happy holidays and welcome to the show.
0: Hey guys, how you doing?
3: We are great. Did, did you guys eat the starburst at the at the draft?
0: No, we ate them. <laughs> we, we we mowed those down. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, uh,
3: a little energy, a little you know, some carbs right during the draft when you needed the energy.
0: Yeah, actually, we had a couple buddies drafting there too, and. Those clowns kind of took them originally and gave us a take five bar, and <laughs> we had to go back and get them. <laughs> I
3: love the take five bar. I,
0: take five. I love the take five bar. It's so underrated. The pretzels,
3: i just the I got the Good and Plenty's. It's like ah, licorice. Yeah. This
2: sucks. Yeah. Good. Good and Plenty is not licorice. What is it? Good and Plenty's are those little tiny like. What are They're, about, what they're, they're a, like Tic Tacs on steroids.
3: Yeah, and they're and they're yeah, but those are those are licorice. They're plenty.
2: not licorice.
3: They're I'm, they're the the pink and sorry guys, one second. Pink and white, right?
2: Yeah, but they're not they're, licorice. They're, they're licorice like, tasting.
3: Seriously. Well, maybe they taste like licorice, well, but they're the not. Well, that's the point. Well, no, that's not the point. You don't, All right, guys, let's start the let's interview. Say,
2: look up, Dave, Dave, you look up good and plenties on the Internet right now. What do good and plenties look like?
3: I'm going to ask Siri.
2: All right, I want to talk to you guys real quick. Tony, I'm going to let you go first, and then James, you can chime in. I know you're both Midwestern guys, but I want to know what you guys both do for a living out there.
0: Okay, hey, yeah. Actually, I'm a farmer. I'm a grain farmer. Uh, corn yeah, and soybeans awesome. is my business, and uh, that's what I do. And I work at FedEx up in,
1: up in the city.
2: You you cannot make About this it. up. We have in <laughs> first place in the driver's seat, Dave, going into the final week, a farmer and a guy who works from FedEx. This is the stuff that Hollywood movie scripts are made of. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously.
1: It's, a, it's, the gonna, it's the truth. It's the truth.
2: We're gonna get Mark Wahlberg on this, and then um, what you guys is more like Marky Mark. I'm thinking Mark Wahlberg, Matt Damon, you know, something yeah, like that sure. would be a fantastic. Of course, I'll be played by Clooney as always um, in this, but that's awesome that 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 uh, that you guys are in first place. And of course, you know, you're not wealthy investment banker, venture capitalist, or anything like that. Yeah, we get those guys on all. The you're time. just you're too awesome. Normal. You're the Salt of the earth,
0: baby, and I love that. So, uh, Tony, we've, uh, we've been really close friends since high school, man. Just been close friends forever. That's, That's awesome. perfect.
2: That's, I'm telling you, the script is writing itself, Dave.
3: So, Tony, I have a question for you right after I read this thing about Good and Plenty for Balky. Yeah. Um, There's simply a little nibble of licorice covered in a thin sugar shell. Here's the thing. I've never eaten them before. I've only seen them. I didn't realize they were candy-coated licorice because who would candy-coat licorice? That sounds terrible. You guys drafted in the live Starburst League of Caesars Palace this year. Tell us a little bit about the strategy that you discussed leading up to the draft and how the actual draft played out for you. This is for Tony.
0: Well, I don't know. You know, our strategy, our strategy probably wasn't much different than anybody else's strategy going into a draft, really. Um, well, our strategy Definitely basically players. is, you know, we, want, we, we like you know, best available. And, you know, we generally like to take guys, if we're deciding between two players, we're going to go with a better offense and a better quarterback. That's basically what we do.
3: I screw that up once in a while.
0: That's why I have Marquise
3: Lee on the team. Well, I think, in, 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 and
2: honestly, this is a strategy that I think you and I have subscribed to is, you know, well, it, it's not even our strategy. It's the old Baker boy, of course, Joe DelZenero yeah. strategy. You want to draft players on teams that score touchdowns. You yeah. don't want to draft yeah. players on teams that don't score touchdowns. So I think uh, that, that is definitely uh, well said and something that I think that the smart players do subscribe to. James, let me bring you into to the discussion here. Now, you guys have DeMarco Murray. Uh, on your team uh, coming into week 16, we don't officially know if Murray is going to play, uh, but it sounds like he is going to give it a go. It sounds like, you know, it's, his pain tolerance is high and uh, he is uh, contract year, right? He's going to go out there. Yes. Contract year for DeMarco Murray. Now, given that you don't have Joseph Randall or Lance Dunbar on this particular roster and Murray is a 425 start this week, are you guys handling this situation are are you believing that he is a go or do you have a fail safe plan in case he is inactive
1: well we think he's going to go but we still we have Jason Witten on our team too and we're just going to kind of feel it out and discuss it I guess I don't know so it could be it could be
2: something where you know you don't normally play Witten but if Murray is inactive Witten would be the guy to go Witten would be the guy to go for you uh, this week
1: yeah because we're going to use colston probably for ty hilton and pray
3: <laughs> that's yeah it's not bulky I mean, it's not that bad Colton, no it just it
2: stinks though because so it's
3: a 56 over under
2: yeah that's
3: a pretty big it's a pretty big number
2: this is atlanta right yeah atlanta's pass defense is awful terrible colston has been getting a lot of targets in recent weeks
3: cooks is out with of course with jimmy graham dying and Jimmy Graham and Breeze are in a love quarrel. Oh, no, Santa 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 sorry. It wasn't,
2: it wasn't the death of Jimmy Graham. It was it was, it was uh, Drew. Coral. Yeah, Drew,
3: uh, he was sleeping with Drew Breeze's wife. Or Drew Breeze. And they're or, fighting. <laughs> One of the two, there's some sort of thing going on. We're not sure. But he doesn't like throwing to Graham right now. You know
2: what it adds up to? A lot of Marcus Colston.
3: <laughs> that I agree I yeah. think Colston, I, mean on daily he might be a little
2: sick. that makes a lot of sense though to to at least have that wild card of Jason Witten where you can play him
3: if Murray is out and, and you can insert Colston for for hilton this isn't isn't it funny though about Colston like he's so old now and he doesn't he gets kind of open because he's tall, but pretty much it's like he's almost surprised that he like turns around the balls and goes, oh there's the ball like oh, you ball. Like, oh, do, twelve yards
2: you do have the added advantage of Colston and Breeze. I believe I saw this on on, on the game this week they are the um one of the most prolific touchdowns. Pro- tandem in New Orleans history. Right, like yeah. the, and so I think at this point where Breeze is kind of old, Colson's kind of old, but they're on a different level and they know where the, each other's yeah. going to be. And I think that covers up over a lot of athletic, um, you know, stuff that they had given up over the past few years. So,
3: yeah. Tony, i got yeah, a question for you now. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about your first-round pick. And uh, it goes back to the old uh, snitches get switches. And uh, I heard that was Adrian Peterson. Is that correct? Tell us a little bit about what, what, ha- what were your thoughts when this whole news story came out? How long did you keep him on your team? You know, what all happened with that?
0: Well, uh, yeah, when the news story came out, I remember we were, just, <laughs> we were really disgusted. We were devastated. I mean, we were talking and calling each other like, man, what, you know, what's the luck of this? You, know? and, you, know, we were yeah, hoping you didn't have he him in your scouting
3: report as a potential abuser, I'm, sure, I'm assuming. Nobody well, he did. did.
0: You know, and, yeah, you know that's yeah. a whole different subject in itself. And I've wanted to ask like, people in the know. Why did this just come out in week two? You know, it's like he did this in May. It's like, how come no one had any foresight, any like uh, foresight to this other than this week two of the season? You know, I agree. Nothing totally agree. got swept under the rug. And, you know, there's a lot of fantasy owners, a lot of fans that uh, I don't know. They kind of got bamboozled in that whole deal. I think
3: I wonder if the D.A. in Texas uh, was going against AP in week three or something. He's like, oh, let's, uh, let's put this out there.
0: Yeah, but anyway, you know, yeah, we were you know, we were we were that like him sure everybody that drafted A P, you know. Right. Um, so, you know, we kinda got a funny story on how we, we drafted him actually. <laughs> I'd love would
2: love that. to hear that. We always appreciate well, we, funny you stories.
0: Know, we had number two pick, you know, in our draft. And uh our number one choice of who we the guy we wanted was McCoy. And uh so we were we knew we had the second pick and we're like, well, you know, we have to have a second choice because if the number one spot takes McCoy, who do we want second? And we were undecided. In fact, right up in the hotel room, right before the draft, we were still undecided. And uh, we said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We, uh, I think we threw three or four names in a, in a bag. Uh, Matt Forte. <laughs> we did. This is actually what we did. We put Matt Forte in the bag. We put Adrian Peterson in the bag. We put Jimmy Graham in the bag and uh, Jamal Charles. We said, okay, here's what we're doing. We get to the draft, we sit down, we're going to pull good. that name out. So we're going to know right away who our pick is. If it's not McCoy, this is our pick. So we get to the Caesars, we get to the draft, we sit down, and <laughs> I think James did it. He reaches in his bag and he pulls out AP. Now was said, okay, that was our plan. You know, we we're second guess, like, oh, we don't do this. Nope, that was our plan, we're going to stick with it. <laughs> and that's how it played out. <laughs> the number one guy took McCoy, and we went right up, and we didn't think about it. We just said Adrian Peterson, and and we had lived with it, you know, and that's what we had to deal with.
3: So have you gotten – I mean, the, the kind of good thing from your perspective is that this happened early in the season. So, you know, all those – you had 1000 waiver bidding dollars um, and you knew your first-round pick was, you know, pretty much a bust or probably lost for the season. So you kind of – you're like, all right, we need running back. Bam, 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 we can take a lot of shots. Who did you guys pick up at running back uh, throughout the season that's really helped you guys out?
0: Uh, Ronnie Hillman was a big one. Uh, we picked him up later in the season. Uh, when uh, Moneyball got hurt. And then, of course, you know, when Hillman got hurt, we were lucky enough to get C.J. Anderson off waivers, and those have been two big waiver pickups for us.
3: I say yeah, that's huge.
0: I mean, there's... And we've talked about the Adrian thing. Go ahead. And, you Sorry. know, the, the Adrian thing that worked out in our advantage, and we've talked about this, was at least um, at least we knew we couldn't start Adrian. So at least it wasn't like we started Adrian a few weeks and he gave us zeros and ones and twos and threes like some of the other top picks have done for people. So... I mean, it was a disadvantage but but guess, then again we were able to just put him on our bench and you know at least we were putting guys in that were getting points for us we knew it you know, I mean, that, like, you
3: know? let's just think like let's say you the shady McCoy had fallen to you then maybe you wouldn't have gone so heavily after Hillman and after Anderson, and now your team might not even be in the same spot that it's in. So in a way, it could almost be like a, you know, kind of a I don't want to say an advantage, but it just kind of worked out in your direction. You're not hamstrung this yeah. way, yeah, right. with with exactly. the Adrian Peterson thing.
2: Yeah, we were, we're going to talk-
1: we were going to go though with those guys that were there, Murray and Bell. We're talking. And they were with, there when we took them
2: with with uh, DeMarco Murray and Le'Veon Bell.
3: You guys have
1: Murray and yeah, Brown,
2: that's, too. That's disgusting. Oh, yeah. We would have
0: took them. We would have took him in those spots anyway. That's
2: awesome.
1: Yeah. We're
2: talking with uh, Tony Treiber and, of course, James Yockey. They own the number one team in the FFPC main event going into week 16 here on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. And, James, i got to ask you, you know, I look at your roster, and there's a lot of, quote-unquote, unsexy picks, quote-unquote, non-hype guys um you know aging players with not a lot of shine on them left anymore uh coming into 2014 guys like Joe Flacco guys like Reggie Wayne guys like Marcus Colston Jason Witten all guys that when you drafted them nobody went ooh you know like oh that's an exciting pick these are just guys that have been very steady performers you know for the duration of their NFL careers were the young upside guys kind of exhausted at the point that you selected those players or were how were you able to ignore the hype on guys like you know Cordero Patterson or Monte Ball or anybody like that? Um, how are you able to ignore the hype on the explosive, high ceiling players to collect those uh, proven veterans at, at those positions?
1: Well, I've always I've always just liked good offenses, and I don't go for anyone off like the Niners, you know, teams like that. <laughs> and I don't I don't buy into the hype of the young guys, whatever. I just like guys that are proven. You know what I mean?
2: And, it, and it, it's so, like, against what we, we hear from people in the preseason. We have guests come on the show in the summer, talk about, like, oh, I'm, I'm really on this guy this year. I really love this guy. And I feel like I'm a broken record, at, you know, talking about this in December. But it feels like the teams at the top of the leaderboard every single year count on the steady performers. And, and then they hit on guys that are kind of somewhat proven in the first few rounds, Dave, the DeMarco Murray. These guys didn't come out of nowhere. You know, we knew that they had the talent and they've obviously far exceeded their draft or where they were drafted. Um, But, you know, guys like Cordero Patterson and stuff like that with no proven track record, yeah, you could win $300,000 with them, but the track record for people selecting players like that and hitting on it, not very good.
3: Versus taking, like, Anquan Bolin being drafted, like, in the 50s. Yes. And he's, a, you know, in the mid-teens for receiver production. I
2: was going to ask you that. where He was WR where he in was drafts 13th. this year?
3: No, he was, like, in, in the 50s. In the 50s,
2: drafts. and he finished last year as like the 15th fifteenth overall receiver, and this year he's probably in the
3: 20s, right? He was 13th until he had that bad game. against. He's had two straight games, you know, two out of three games against Seattle, so he's been, you know, a little rough production-wise, but he's still got to be, like, 20th. But on the whole he awesome. helped teams get to where they are for right sure. now for sure all right so tony i'm asking tony all the questions tonight okay. do you want to
2: flip it up I'll, no no i'll we talk can flip, to tony. okay gonna, all right
3: <laughs> so tony many teams in the contest have more than one team you guys only have one high stakes team entirely uh so what's it been like sweating it you know sweating it out week in week out with just one roster and can you envision yourselves playing more teams next year
0: Oh uh, yeah, I think we are. You know, we've talked about that. We thought, you know, hey, next year we'll maybe grab a couple teams or, or something like that. You know, that's the first year we got in it. Um, there's a couple buddies we know that we're in a other fantasy league with around here, and uh, they've been out there eight nine years now, and they kind of you know told us about it and talked us in, like, yeah, we want to go try that. You know, it was our first year, so we thought let's just have fun with it. Let's go have a fun weekend in Vegas. Let's uh, let's just do one team for this year and see how we like it and see how we get along. And so yeah, I think next year, you know, we're gonna we're gonna dive into maybe two teams and take it a little further, and there hasn't been a lot of sweating, I'm going to tell you, we've been fortunate, we never had a lot of injuries on this team, Um, we kind of had a bad week, week two, but I tell you, from week three on, our guys scored points, we didn't get a lot of touchdowns, Um, we had a lot of yards, a lot of receptions, Uh, there hasn't been a lot of sweating, really not, you know, unusually actually.
2: James, let me, let me ask a follow-up to that. Uh, we've heard, we've heard what Tony had to say on it, but have you guys ever owned uh, the same fantasy team before? And ha- had you had any experience of sort of like, you know, agreeing on certain, um, you know, um, I-, I don't know, I, like assertions of, of player value waiver moves. Have you ever, I mean, did you have any experience managing the same team together before you guys had drafted this team in Vegas?
1: Well, we we'd had teams together, but he always just kind of tell me, you know, just do whatever he got because he's in combine a lot during football season. So oh, I just kind of pick up whoever, and but we own teams together. Yeah, I like Two it. Of those guys out there
2: this The synergy of uh, of two great fantasy minds working together dave sometimes uh, an underrated component in winning national high stakes fantasy
1: contest <laughs> we talk totally. we talk about stuff so we do we talk about about a lot of stuff i mean we don't do have you guys gotten in any
3: fights this year? any big arguments about certain uh, guys to pick up or is there one who's, who's no. more more a little more of a dominant like hey look, this is who I think we should go
0: with uh no, not really. Yeah. he started Derek Carr one weekend. I didn't like that. <laughs> what
3: the hell?
1: What happened?
2: What was the decision there? Who who are the choices between Derek Carr and who else?
1: Hey, hey wait I a minute. I started Austin Davis one week too.
0: Yeah, I got to give him credit. He picked up Austin. He had a gut feeling. He grabs Austin Davis off the waiver wire one week, and he's, he's the best week. Austin against Davis against the Eagles. Has. Yeah, against the Eagles. Cuts him the next week. We pick up Derek Carr. I don't remember what the deal or what was going on. Then uh, he had a feeling. He had one of his feelings on Derek Carr, and well, that uh, feeling needed yeah. to pass. So, <laughs> but no, regardless, we we're never going to get into arguments. We've been friends forever, and it is what it is. It's fantasy football, and uh, we would never let football get between our friendship or anything like that. You know,
3: until the prize check arrives. Yeah, God bless you both.
2: <laughs> I can't tell you how many. People I've disowned over fantasy football. Over Who's years?
3: paying the taxes on this anyway? <laughs> it's on yours, it's on your sure. return. You know, guys. Just you know, if you win the money, or whether, whether it's a lot, or you know, not as much as you hoped, we can split the W. You know, any of those forms or anything. All right. right. Enough so of the selling of right. the FFPC. All do right. we have any questions yeah, in the chat room? Dave? I do. From the fifth place team overall, they uh-huh. want to know: Shouldn't they pick the lineup out of the hat for karma
0: purposes?
2: Yeah. So, are you guys picking your lineup out of a hat this week? <laughs> He's hoping you might be.
0: <laughs> no, we'll probably we'll probably leave that for next year's draft again. <laughs>
1: that first pick. Yeah,
0: that first pick.
2: Tony Triver oh. and James Yockey are our uh, guests tonight on the high stakes fantasy football hour. They're in first place in the FFPC main event, obviously, uh with one week to go. James uh let you know, we kinda touched on this a little bit earlier briefly. But are there any tough lineup decisions uh, that you're uh, that you're wanting to ask or, uh, us or our chat room this week? I, it sounds like you got the T.Y. Hilton thing figured out. You're going to play Colston. You have the Jason Witten insurance for DeMarco Murray. Is there anything else you're kind of mulling this week as you uh, set the $300,000 lineup?
1: Yeah, I'd kind of like to know from you guys, what do you think? Do you think Witten is all right, you know, over Murray, if Murray's, you know, dinged well, up?
2: Uh, to me, and I'll answer this before Dave does, to me, um, if you don't have Randall and you don't have Dunbar, I think that if Murray misses, uh, first of all, I think Murray's going to play. But in the chance that he misses, I would be 100% comfortable taking that risk, knowing I have Jason Witten in my back pocket that I can play him in what, I mean, honestly, could be a potential shootout with the Indianapolis Colts. So I, I am more than okay with uh, not playing Witten this week and only playing him if Murray misses. Dave, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I, I agree with that, actually. I think having the Witten in your back pocket is really nice.
2: Let me ask you this, Dave. Yes, sir. Who would you rather have, if you added your choice, okay, if you have DeMarco Murray, who would you rather have, Dunbar, Randall, or Witten, knowing that you, you're hosting the Colts at home?
3: Um, I you know I I guess I'd give a slight preference to Randall, but you had had
2: to think about it though. Yeah,
3: yeah, you had to
2: think about it. So I think it's much closer than a lot of people say. So I think Witten is not as good as Randall, but I mean it's very very close.
3: He steals perfume from
0: places. I'm sorry. Can can I ask you something? Yes. Let me ask you. Okay. 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 Demarco plays is one thing, but would you rather have a healthy, a one hundred percent healthy Jason Witten versus a a playing 60% 60% healthy DeMarco Murray. Considering DeMarco may not be catching the ball as well, may not be getting the receptions. That's what we're struggling with. Do now you want 100% interesting... healthy Jason Witten versus a 60% healthy DeMarco, you know? You know, DeMarco playing is one thing, but he's not 100% healthy playing, you know?
2: This this is an interesting question because even even okay, an hour and a half before game uh, before kickoff, we know DeMar- let's just say we know DeMarco Murray's active. Mm-hmm. Now the the true chess game begins. Okay, do you want to gamble with Murray, who may not catch a lot of passes, who may see exactly. some work to Dunbar and Randall, or do you want to play Witten, who has no known health uh, you know, restrictions, with Tony Roma having a pretty good relationship with him on the field
3: in, pa- in the past?
2: Who would you rather play between um, Murray, an active Murray,
3: and Jason Witten, Dave? My response, I would go with Murray, and it's, it's just because he's the guy that got you there. I think that you know, it's a left hand. It's not... You know, it's not that big of a huge sports deal. betting man. Hold on. I'm gonna interrupt you because the, the, the point that you just made the point you just
2: brought up. Sports betting man on Twitter when I, I talked about the DeMarco Murray injury on Twitter, he said, think about all the stiff arms that 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 Lance Dunbar has thrown. Think about Murray? all the uh, or excuse me, DeMarco Murray. Right. Think about all the stiff arms and how much he actually uses that offhand on the field to be successful. And that's underrated. And I said, like, look, nobody talks about that, but that other arm
3: it's crucial. Well, the other thing that that's crucial is think about how kind of sucky Witten's been
0: all <laughs> year. He's been kind of sucky. So oh, who, tell who us about it. Right? Yeah, we we know, know all about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: So you guys know he's been kind of sucky.
0: So I mean, if he, was, oh, if, yeah. if he
3: was like Kelsey, if he was like Kelsey coming on, getting more targets, not not this overage guy who's not being used in the red zone. Escobar's out there with the Colombian drug lord name. You know, I I really think that I think that Murray's just safer play. If my advice helps you to to put Murray in and it costs you $300,000. I'm sorry about that. And I will say this too. I, you know, as much as I
2: want to play devil's advocate, I am agreeing with Dave. I would play uh, a banged up Murray over a healthy Witten. Take this for what it's worth, because I don't know if he's trying to, you know, lead you astray because he is four spots behind you, but Chris Holland, one half of the Chris Holland, Alex Blake, uh, Kimura uh, dynamic duo that's in fifth place right now, I think they have to go DeMarco. It's a pressure cooker because of injury, but Witten's been volatile. Would,
3: Chris Holland wouldn't lie. He was in Singapore where you get caned if you lie. And Chris Holland says... You can't lie. He says, I
2: am sincere. <laughs> but is he, he is. being
3: sincere <laughs> no, when he says a, he's sincere? No, he yeah. is,
2: he's a great guy. We're so, liars. So we're, it's it's we're definitely all saying a tough DeMarco. call. It, I, yeah, it's, it's a, a tough me call. It, listen, and, and I'll propose this to you. If you guys are still unsold at 3 o'clock Eastern time, I'm sure one of you owns a hat somebody owns a piece of paper. It, hey, that's what it takes. <laughs> toss those two names into the hat. I'm sure you guys will, will end up, uh, will end up just fine. Dave, now I don't you know. I've, I've heard a
0: stat. I've heard a stat. The Colts have given up 14 points per game versus tight ends in PPR leagues.
2: It's very good. And it's even higher in FFPC leagues. If you think about Is it. it? Okay. I
0: didn't. Yeah. It's true. got, it's got, there different. you go. Point and a
2: half. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I mean, it throws another monkey wrench into it. And you know, I, listen, I haven't gotten my crack research staff on this whole Witten versus DeMarco <laughs> thing yet, but uh, we'll we'll get them on it and uh, we'll we'll figure this out. But as everything I know right now, I'm leaning towards DeMarco. So right. guys, uh, what, what if you your don't team have goes off
1: early?
3: Yeah, if your team goes off early, what do you do then? You you go with Witten a little bit safer, or what do you think? I think I might. Yeah, no, I'm asking I'm asking the guy. Oh, sorry.
1: Go ahead, guys. That's what I was curious about.
3: If your team's having a huge week early on, would you consider going Witten? Would it be more likely for you to
1: switch it? I'd, I'd rather go oh. Witten then. Safer. Yeah, wow. you know. Interesting. We, one, know. Time, Maybe. Are, you
3: guys, are you guys checking Roto World for updates? Like, you know, some staff, some writer, the beat writer is like, oh, it looks like Murray's a full go. Then that, that must make you a little more confident. DeMarco Murray spotted at dance club Saturday
0: night. <laughs> looks yeah. okay.
3: Dance club, gentlemen.
0: Well, I mean, you look back on DeMarco early in the season. He wasn't getting that many touchdowns, but he was scoring a lot of points. I'm telling you what, he scored a lot of points on receptions and yards after the catch. You know, And if, he, and if he's not going to be catching the football, that, that changes things in my eyes.
2: Think about yard, yards after he hits the hole, too, because that offensive line yeah. for Dallas is so good. I mean, he doesn't even hit, you know, have any contact until he's like four or five yards down the field. So you had to take that into, into uh,
0: consideration
2: as well. So.
0: All right, guys. Question here. Can, can he catch the football? Can he actually catch the football with both hands with this injury? Yeah, no one, in no it, one's answered that question. I see no one, no one answer that on TV or anywhere I've read or anything.
2: I can't confirm this, okay? This is just bulky speculation here at this point. I heard that Od- Odell Beckham Jr., DeMarco Murray, had lunch at a, at a posh <laughs> Dallas uh, lunch enough? place. Yeah, dead serious. And DeMarco Murray, apparently the subject of the lunch was, how do I catch the football with one mm-hmm. hand? And,
3: Beckham? Again, I may be making this up. No, but <laughs> Hey, guys, I have a story to tell you real quick. All right. Back when I was in college, I, I, I got in an argument with a guy on my dart team. We were playing in a dart league. And I, I got mad. And I punched the three sign, and I broke my right pinky finger. And uh, you know what? I went out and shot darts that night, and it was, it was just fine. So there you go. How many passes did you catch? <laughs> that, that night? That has nothing to do with it. Yeah. I know. Yeah, that <laughs> helps. All right, <laughs> it's All be
2: right no, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. I, again, I apologize. Rob and I do not have production for this. Dave is going to ask his favorite question. He always asks the guests this time of year. This Dave, is, go ahead. This
3: is my favorite question. So if someone wants to offer to buy this team, you guys are leading the overall main event, offer to buy this team from you right now, what would you guys sell it for? This is playing a little bit of a let's make a deal. You could obviously win $300,000 in just a few days, or you could win you know, much lesser, second, third, fourth, fifth place. So let me make my first offer, this isn't real, but let's just pretend it is. Right. Um, Tony, you can go first. Um, I'm gonna offer, let's say a hundred thousand dollars. A
2: hundred thousand dollars to sell your team right now, Tony. That could win three hundred thousand. That is in the driver's seat fake to offer. win three hundred thousand. A fake offer or a real offer? Let's just say somebody yeah. re- really proposes a hundred thousand dollars for this team. Would you try to convince James to try and sell this team for a hundred grand?
0: Oh, in a minute, <laughs> yeah. I'll <laughs> take the hundred. I'll
3: take the hundred grand.
0: I mean, come on. Hundred the NFL is unpredictable as the NFL is. I'll take the that.
3: Yeah, see, there you go. That's, good. See, that's an honest answer. To boy. quote Joe Bluth, I think
2: we've
0: made a horrible mistake. <laughs> I wouldn't sell it. <laughs> you, James, so I don't you think wouldn't sell it at all. James going to sell it, it? Man. man. He said we were going to win this thing three weeks ago. He said we're winning yeah. it. Three weeks ago, he I said we're winning it. winning it. So one of
3: you yeah, may I'm be to sell half interest for fifty k. Say that again? So one of you might be willing to sell half interest for the 50000
0: Right. Dollars, for half of 100000 <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's... NFL, oh,
3: yeah. I, I think we're happen. gonna win. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. I love it.
2: James is like my favorite guest. I love the confidence. You know, you, you ever see Twenty One Jump Street, Dave? With, uh, with I saw uh, parts of it. You know, I heard, heard the, it's the, a great movie. I with I really Jonah Hill's on the track and Rob Riggles is track coach, and and Jonah Hill's being he's on drugs and he's very, you know, confident. Or whatever. was like, oh, I love the confidence. I love the confidence that James is showing on the show tonight. It's oh. fantastic. Well, I've thought it for quite a while. Good things. Happen to confident people," says Eric Balkman. Uh, we also have uh, some things that uh, some listeners uh, emailed in tonight, and I want to ask you guys. And Tony, I'll, I'll pitch this first to you. This is actually something that I think Chris Holland uh, or Mint, I can't remember who it was, brought up in the uh, chat room. Uh, but Tony, I'll, I'll ask you of this, and James, you can chime in after Tony's done. Uh, this is from Gordon in San Jose, California. I have Martellus Bennett and Alshon Jeffrey going for my fantasy title this week. Would you guys still play them with Clawson throwing to them? And do I need to start some more higher ceiling guys Mike. to try and put a, he doesn't say to try and put up a monster score. If these guys stink this week, thanks. And good luck to you both. That's Gordon in San Jose, California. So Tony, uh, how, do, how does the bears offense change with Jimmy Clawson uh, in there this week for Cutler?
0: Um, me for one, I guess I would feel confident leaving Bennett in the lineup. I think uh, I don't know what his other options are other than uh, Alshon Jeffrey. I think uh, if I was going to change one of the two out, I would I would leave Bennett in the lineup and I would probably look at changing Jeffrey. I don't know, Jimmy Clawson, um, You know, Bennett could be a security blanket for him. He'd be dumping a lot of balls to Bennett. You know,
2: James, what, what do you think? What other about options that? are? Yeah, he doesn't play, oh, unfortunately, which which kind of stinks. But but uh, but James, what do you think about this? Does the offense change that much? Do you agree with Tony and in saying Bennett, uh, you'd still start, but Alshon Jeffrey, you'd have second thoughts.
1: I, I think I'd start them both, just because Alshon, you can throw the ball up to him, let him go get it. You know,
3: I agree.
2: When with in that.
1: doubt, just throw it up to him. Well,
3: I mean, when you look He's at the gonna I mean, that. Chicago's probably going to struggle to run the ball. I would imagine. And you know, with that you know front seven from uh, Detroit, they're probably going to be getting smoked because will probably throw a pick six you know in the second quarter.
2: You know that said, so
3: I wouldn't. I, I mean, I obviously wouldn't sit forte. Just if anybody's wondering, I, w- I really want to watch the game though to watch
2: Cutler's pout face on the sideline. Nah, you're oh, just so great. You know what? The pout face. Uh, James, let me throw this uh, final email to you. This is from Clarence and Crafton, Pennsylvania. Uh, This is more of a a personal, well, not a personal question, but sort of a a question about you uh, being in pursuit for $300,000. He writes, how has your week been this week leading up to the $300,000 weekend? Have you guys been doing anything differently or telling anyone you know about what's on the line? How much have you been sweating your lineup? That's Clarence and Crafton, Pennsylvania. Tony already said you guys haven't been sweating a whole lot this season. What about this week? Has anything been different for you?
1: Well, it's been the total opposite, I think. (laughs) With Murray and Hilton. Oh. Yeah, it's been a rough week sitting here watching, you know, checking Shafter and seeing what the guys are doing, if they're and what's going on, you know.
3: I think it's a really long week. It's got to be a I, tough week for you guys. Yeah. You know, we, you know if you were in second, I, don't you think if you were in second, there's a little bit less pressure, like, oh, let's get those guys, you know, like, let's come up and get them. But when you're in first, it's like, oh my God, let's well, just score enough to
2: please hold right. on. And, and before you guys <laughs> answer that, I will say this. In, you know, for these, how these high stakes contests have gone with the exception of maybe one or two times, you know, no lead is really safe. It's such a, I mean, you're talking about a three week sprint and this is the final week. This is one third of it. So, I mean, a lot can happen. You guys happen to be in the driver's seat and obviously I, you know, I don't know if anybody would want to trade spots or excuse me, I, if you, if you could trade spots with anybody, I don't think you would. I mean, obviously, the Hilton thing hurts, but you do have Colston. The Murray thing stings a little bit, but it sounds like he's going to play, and you still do have Witten. So, it, I mean, it, it's a tough thing, and, and honestly, I know in this position, and, and, and I'm pretty sure people you know, who aren't playing even for 300000 for playing less stakes. Sometimes, and I know I'm playing for a title this weekend, sometimes you just want the week to be over or you want it to start. You know, it's just
0: so like yeah,
2: mind mind numbing to to read the same stuff over and over again. Are you guys feeling the same way?
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, we've talked, you know, we think we you know, we just hope it comes down to Monday night. You know, Monday night we're going to have a couple guys going on Monday night football, uh CJ Anderson and I think we're going to go with Connor Barth for our kicker. So, we've been talking right. about this. Hey, we just hope we're in contention uh, by Monday night and let's hope it comes down to Monday night football and, and we're still, uh, we got a chance, you know, hey, I you hope think it's can over with. With. <laughs>
3: Are either one of you guys going to grab uh, the infinity Q80 if you, uh, if you win the title? <laughs>
0: no. Grab what?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's okay. Well, let, let,
1: <laughs>
2: let me ask, do you guys have any big plans for Monday night? What are you doing for the game on Monday night?
0: Yeah, we're coming to my house. I, I got kind of a, a Pittsburgh Steelers man cave for a basement and, uh, uh, I think James is coming over, and the other two guy, uh, another guy that went out to Vegas is in the FFPC. He's coming over, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna watch the game Monday night and see how it all shakes out. That,
2: that is gonna to be a start. treat. Uh, final question for you guys, and uh, I will pose this to James first. We need a, a sleeper starter this week, not necessarily on your team, but something that fantasy owners uh, uh, can feel good about starting him this week. A sleeper starter, and then maybe a higher. Uh, round pick, uh, or maybe a guy that's ranked pretty high this week uh, that you might consider sitting? James, I'll pose this to you first, and then, Tony, you can fire away.
1: Well, I'm going to go with Colson as my sleeper to start. Yeah, like good, to good sleep, karma. Dave. Confidence, Dave. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why we took him.
2: He's I like
3: Colston. Like I said, Colson.
2: And so I put March bust, on
1: Lynch. Oh, that's What's interesting.
2: That? For Lynch for a bust?
1: Yeah, I think that Arizona game, that's going to be about 9-6, to six, maybe.
2: <laughs> I feel like when they played earlier in the season um, in Seattle, it was 17-3. Seven, it wasn't a high-scoring no, game at all. So, no. I mean, that Lots that's defense. that's solid. I like that Lynch call. Lynch got a lot of people to Week 16. I don't know if he's going to bring a, a lot of titles home this week. We'll have to see. Tony, what about you, a sleeper and a bust for
0: Week 16? Uh, I think uh, my sleeper starter, I think I'm going to stick with the New Orleans Saints and go Pierre Thomas. For my sleeper starter, uh, and uh, as far as a higher pick, I'd bench. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to that Arizona, Seattle game. Like James is, and I'm gonna, I'm benching Larry Fitzgerald.
2: Yeah, that's that's a great calling. I, I, Dave, quite frankly, I need my Pierre Thomas for my Football Guys subscriber team. That, that is uh, currently cashing right now. That's but, pretty impressive, Balky. Your no, Football Guys
3: team is still Yeah, like,
2: well, whatever. It's fine. I'm, you know what? Are you, are you, guys, are you impressed with that? No one is impressed. Team? I'm not even impressed with it. So it's, <laughs> it's not a big deal. Um, listen, you guys, a lot of great uh, analysis and, uh, and takes you gave tonight. I certainly appreciate that. Um, I know the holidays are a busy time of year. I want to certainly personally take uh, time out to thank you guys for each coming on the show tonight. Um, and a big week 16 for you guys coming up. You guys have a great team in first place, um, you know, looking to, uh, to win a big time uh, prize. I want to wish you the best of luck. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I know Dave and I will be watching that. I love and, watching a leaderboard. And and hopefully you get the phone call from Dave on yeah. Monday night where. Oh, hey man! Like,
3: hey, you watching the game?
2: That's that's why did I get exciting. your voicemail? Yeah. So, so. keep your phones <laughs>
3: on if you're winning for God's sake.
2: Yeah, that that's always uh, yeah. that's always a fun thing. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the show and good luck this week, guys. We're uh, we're wishing
0: you the best. All right. Hey, thanks for having us on the show, and uh, hey, good luck to the other listeners too. There's a lot of good lineups behind us. We look through them. And uh, there's a lot of good teams out there. So good luck to everybody else too. Okay. I think that's same here. Thanks for having me, Todd. And
1: I wish everyone good luck too. That's okay. nice. No,
2: Tony, Tony, <laughs> Traver, Thanks, Tony Triver, James Yaki coming on the show tonight. Awesome stuff.
1: Yeah,
3: they're great. They're very, really, they're very nice guys. Of course, they're from the Midwest. Well, you so all, that's why they must. They're be from nice. the West. They're not from New York or LA. Right.
2: All those jerks.
3: Yeah, they're all, on they're the jerks, coast. Okay. The coastal jerks Wild that we country, get. BS if they're always. Thing. Yeah, like uh, yeah,
2: I, uh, I saw, uh, I saw this guy. I thought he'd be good in my lineup this week. Do California quick. Um, oh um, uh, yeah. Uh, you guys seen this? Uh, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, not a lot of people have heard of him. He's not playing in Seattle. Um, but he's a uh, pretty, pretty good running back, and uh, he getting he could win a lot of fantasy championships this year
0: that's
3: great no. I, I mean i hate our voices in general but that's no a- i do
2: too people Canada,
3: yeah. rob don't yeah. play the
2: drop we have some fantasy feedback to get to first up josh josh Radzek, our uh, vikings fan from north dakota wants to know our good he on twitter you can follow him at josh Radzek. um he wants to know our good fantasy teams this year dave do we have any championship teams that we uh,
3: we need some big things for this. I'll let you go you know, first because you can talk about your Carrington team. Yeah, you know I'm in the Carrington championship. I'm actually embarrassed because I'm mean, I'm in six dynasty leagues, and um, I'm lucky enough now to have a couple of number one picks for next year, um, because I had the third high, I had the highest scoring team out of the bottom three teams. Right. it was kind of you know a couple of were rebuilds, um, but you know there was two teams where I was that didn't make the playoffs where I really was trying to win. Yeah, I had Calvin and one and Gordon and other, and it's, ugh, I'm very upset. Yeah. Anyway, Carrington going for the championship. I'm down Hopkins. I'm down Hilton. I'm down Allen Robinson. I'm down Brandon Cooks. Very young team. You've persevered. I'm down Nick Foles. Yep. So I have Sanchez. Here's my lineup. i give, give it to you. Not that you give a crap. Six minutes to go on All the right. show, by the way. Sanchez, Le'Beon Bell, um, Shady McCoy, Des Bryant. Uh, TY's got to sit. So I have Watkins. I had to start Marquise Lee. Oof. Isaiah, Isaiah Crowell in the flex. Gronk. Yeah. And uh, the Bills defense, which I picked up on waivers for like a buck, and there's some crappy kicker. The
2: one team I'm paying the closest attention to, Josh, is my Kentucky. One of my Kentucky. I want to be in Vegas. Uh, you got Kentucky teams going. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm currently in first place in it. I have Rogers, Lacey, Trey Mason, C.J. Anderson, Jeffrey, uh, uh, Kenny Stills, uh, Pierre Garcon. Uh, I already had Delaney Walker go, and I can't remember my defense. So
3: one one more thing, actually, let me say point this out. My buddy Leroy, the real Leroy. And the re- I, a friend of the show? Leroy, of the the show, real, real Leroy. Leroy. He uh, he partners with Kurt in FFPC, obviously not with us. Uh, they have a team in the championship round that's probably not going to place. But the real Leroy in Kentucky crushed it this year. I have an auction team with the real Leroy that's probably going to win that for 2000 bucks. He's great. Um, and then he had three out of his four teams make the championship round, and he's really close to placing on two of those three teams. So. Yeah. Hats off to the real, Leroy. He really had a great season. Uh, Speaking of Kentucky, we should make special mention that our our good friend Rachel
2: in Kentucky, of course, um, the girlfriend of Mike Trent, our friend uh, in the hospital right now, uh, she collapsed a couple of days ago. We're wishing nothing but the best for her. We want her to get well. We always like talking to her and hanging out with her Yeah, she's fantastic. God bless. Yeah, so uh, prayers with you, Mike. Prayers with you, Rachel. Uh, Wishing nothing but the best. Uh, We do have an email here as we move on from our good friend John Terry, friend of the show, Aunt Jemima. John Terry (laughs) writes in, Greetings, Norman Cliff. Need to make a tough decision on my last flex in a PPR league this week. Jeremy Hill versus the Broncos or Jarvis Landry versus the Vikes. Enjoy the show. Looking forward to hearing some more Dynasty talk in a few weeks. Happy Festivus. Happy Festivus to you, John Terry. Team is actually stacked starting Le'Beon Bell, Jamal Charles, CJ Anderson, Jordy Nelson, and Jeremy Macklin. Already locked in my lineup above those two. So it comes down to Jeremy Hill, Jarvis Landry, Dave. Which one are you playing this week? Hill against the Broncos, Landry against the Bikes. You know, looking at how stacked his team is, I'm rolling Hill out there. I would too. Totally agree. And to you me, take it's the not, high yeah, a high floor. Yeah. high floor. And I, I do believe, again, that Hill is going to be a high we, we talk about fantasy basketball. The term high usage is a big thing that's right. thrown around. Jeremy Hill is a high usage player in the NFL. I would play Hill over Landry. I mean, yeah,
3: and then going into the last week is when the coach talked about using him much more than Geo. He proved it. Had a fantastic week. You know, won some guy two million bucks on FanDuel, yeah. and there you go. He's going to be used very well, uh, quite a bit this week. Let's fly through these last emails. Chuck in Palatka, Florida. What's up, guys? Am I
2: nuts to sh- sit shady this week? Wow! <laughs> Yikes! iTunes <laughs> sensor is going to be on that. Am I nuts to sit shady this week? Maybe I'm just shell-shocked with the Chris Polk-Darren Sproles experience last week, but I can't afford another crappy game from him. This is a dynasty league, too, so would you sell McCoy now before things get even worse next season? He can trade? He can trade. This is a dynasty league. Okay.
0: Um, To me, I'm
2: playing McCoy this week. Get out of that league. And I'm always trying to – I'm putting out feelers. Uh, all the time, so yeah, I would look to see what kind of deals you can get for McCoy right now. But I do I think he bounces shady. back. I do think uh, he bounces back next year. So. I don't.
3: I don't. You don't trade Shady. If that's
2: somebody, right. but if somebody is of your belief and you can get good value for him, I might do that deal. No one's paying full price at this point. You never true. know. Um, <laughs> Ryan and. Phoenix. I agree,
3: just agree. Yeah.
2: Ryan in Phoenix, Arizona. high bulky and Dave. I kept C.J. Spiller on my roster all season in the hopes I could let him loose in my championship this week, but I'm feeling a bit gun-shy now. Perhaps you guys could play a would-you-rather with Spiller to give me an idea of what I should do. Here are the options on my team and my waiver wire for my second running back. Rob, don't play it. Would-you-rather? He's probably, I believe. Boy,
3: I'm out of
2: the loop. C.J. Spiller or Trent Richardson?
3: Spiller. He's actually going to play.
2: I disagree. I play Richardson. C.J. Spiller or Rashad Jennings?
3: Jennings is not going to play. Oh, I think he is. Jennings is not playing.
2: Okay, well, I'll take your word for it, Mr. Vehemently <laughs> Deny. Sorry, I just uh, don't think
3: he's playing.
2: Anyway. CJ Spiller or Alfonso Smith? Could be the starting running back for San Francisco this week. <laughs> if he starts, I'd start Smith. I'm playing Smith. Theo Riddick or Spiller? Spiller, I Agree. CJ Spiller, Stephen Taylor? Taylor. And I would disagree there. I'm playing Spiller. CJ Spiller or Jawan Thompson?
3: I don't even know what team he's on, so I'm playing Spiller.
2: Uh, we already <laughs> talked about Houston, so I'm sorry, confused in Cambridge. We're not going to get to it. Dear Santa, all I want for Christmas is Julio to not miss the nice list this year. A so, so if he is active, is he going to be a decoy? I could also play Harry Douglas over Julio or both. I promise not to be so naughty in 2015. Felix in
3: Newark, New Jersey. What do you say, Dave? Active Julio, not active. Obviously, go Harry Douglas. I don't think he's gonna be active. I'd play. Uh, I'd probably be rolling Douglas out. So if, if if both of them are active, what are you doing? Are you sitting? No, you're letting, playing. You gotta play Julio. But I mean, would you play both in any circumstance?
2: No, I agree. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's our show, and our unofficial yeah, well, Christmas show. We uh, to start, uh, not uh, uh, starting up. Uh,
0: not yet. The weekend does
2: not start yet. I want to thank uh, Tony Triber, James Yockey, Infinity, Top of John Spadax, the FFPC, our Mr. Mutual friend Rob, and, of course, our audio engineer, Bryce. All of you listeners,
1: all the on-series
2: next week on the
3: Fantasy Alarm, as well as the Fantasy Sports Network.
2: This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com.
3: broadcast
2: live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week.